What up? It's your boy Tony Lee, and this is the Three Rounds Podcast, and uh, we're going to get right to it. Um, what you hear in the background there is an uh, up-and-coming artist from that Trey Foe, Red Dread. How you doing this evening? I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. Okay, that's what's up. Uh, I've got a couple questions here for you. I won't keep you long. I appreciate your time right now. Um, how long you been doing hip-hop? Um, I've been doing hip-hop. I say ten plus, ten plus years. Okay. So you got like, like mad tracks, huh? <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of tracks, but mostly with a lot of people on them, doing more of the solo thing now. Oh, good, good. Okay. Well, one of the most important questions I gotta ask you is, how hard is it to be a female in the game right now? Oh, it's very hard to be a female in the game right now, cause. If you ain't coming up off them draws, or you ain't got your own millions, you pretty much ain't going nowhere unless you find a way to stand out. Right. So what what what, what keeps you motivated knowing that? What keeps you? Cause I mean, I know you, you do, do your own thing. So how how, how do you, how you go about doing that, knowing that it's going? You know, it's it's a man's game. Well, what keeps me going is just the love for the music. I love music. It's my medication, it's my food, it's everything to me. So, plus I'm real good at it. And I have to say, the fans keep me going too. The ones that enjoy it and love my music and actually look for it and want to hear it. Okay. Say that's what keeps me going. That's what's up. And that's what it's about, having that passion. If it's it's deep down in your heart, it ain't going nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you say 10 plus years. So, what's the greatest accomplishment that you would say, you know, you, you've, you've done so far? The greatest accomplishment, i say, was, I guess, the first time I stepped foot on the stage and actually performed one of the songs I've done. Mm-hmm. What's that like? Oh, that, that's crazy right there. Um, You know, you get the tingles, the butterflies, and feel a little sick. <laughs> but once you start getting them words out, all that fades away. Everything fades into the background. It's like a natural high. Okay. So it feels good having the crowd bobbing and throwing their hands up and kind of <laughs> going along with the music, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the best part of it. So what's your opinion on how the game has changed since we're now in a digital age and everything's basically on the internet? Well, what do you mean? How do I feel about the change? or Just, um... How has it changed? Like, you know, when you said 10 plus years, you're still talking back when you was probably pressing up CDs, and now you don't have to worry about doing that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot has changed. Um, The music has gotten a lot dumber. You can really dumb yourself down now. You don't really have to put a lot of effort into making music like you used to as far as what you say and what you're looking like or none of that. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about none of that no more. As long as it's catchy and it rhymes, people like it. Right. And right. you could go grab you a distribution deal instead of worrying about <laughs> getting with a label or if a label filling you or any of that. Now you could just go do your own thing. So um, that was one of my questions I was going to ask you was about, you know, the whole label deal and stuff like that. Um, but as far as it, you know, being over the Internet and things like that. So you felt like. It's a good thing for it to be, you know, with the internet or, you know, as far as like, you know, iTunes and, 
you know, Reverb Nation and other websites no, where you can I, literally download MP3s and share stuff like that? What do you think? I, I don't think that. I think it helped it and it hurt it at the same time because now you got a lot of bootlegging. You got a lot of stealing. You got a lot of things that you didn't have back in the day. If they wanted to hear your music, they had to actually go buy it. Right. Or record a rough copy that didn't sound too good, so they'd still end up buying it. But right. now, you pretty much ain't got to buy nothing. You got bare share. You can share it. Somebody can give it to you. Right. Yeah, so. Right. And that, it, it's a good thing and a bad thing. Okay. That leads, that leads me to my next question, because I was going to ask you about, you know, are you looking for a deal at this point? Or you just kind of doing your own thing as an indie artist, just trying to get maybe some distribution or something. Um, is that one of the goals here? Well, either or. Either or. Um, as far as the label go, I'd be very picky about who I would want to be with and um, who I would represent. As far as the distribution, that'd be a good thing, too. I'd take that, too. But um, I'd say it'd be a little more work. But... Uh, I don't know either or. I'm also looking to write for artists too. So, I mean. Oh, okay. So, whatever it takes to really get your foot in the door then. Yeah. Whatever it takes for me to get noticed as this is the person you need to go to if you want a hot hook or you want a hot 16 or. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. Okay. So, you're just not one to, you know, not one dimensional. You pretty much do whatever it takes to, to make it. That's, and that's, that's really what's good because a, yeah. a lot of artists don't want to be a. Uh, a ghostwriter for somebody. They, 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 you know, they got a lot of pride with them. You know, they, they want to be the man up front, you know, in front of the, the rest of the crew. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I really got a lot of respect for that. Um, so, what's in store for the future? Like, what, what do you we got anything you know coming up here in the near future? Or well, in the near future, I got a couple of things that I'm planning on working on. For one, I'm gonna finally drop my solo album by myself. No one else on it. No features. I'm going to go ahead and try to get that out there because that's something I haven't accomplished yet. Um, and then I got a, well, I want to do an all-female kind of mixtape with, uh, with underground chicks. Nobody really well-known, just everybody that's trying to be known. Oh, okay. And that's about it as far as right now. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, I heard you was going to collab with uh, PTL Entertainment and get a, a video done here soon, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. People that t got me on the radio right now, you know what I mean? What's, what's going on with that? Oh, yeah, yeah. The video going to get shot. It's going to be hot, of course. Good, good. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. All right, well, there it is. Red Dread. Look out for in the near future. She can do some big things. I mean, she, she's a hard worker, and uh, you heard it for yourself. She'll do whatever it takes. Appreciate your time, Red Dread. You be easy, all right? All right. Don't touch that dial. You are listening to the Three Rounds podcast. What's going on? Hopefully you enjoyed that interview with Red Dread. Anybody wants to keep up with her and see what's going on, she has um, a YouTube account. It's Red Dread, R-E-D-D-R-E-D, B as in boy, kill, N. E M two and that's at youtube.com Red Dread be killing them too on YouTube. Check her out there and um see what she got. Also uh feel free to email me at the show here at uh PTL Entertainment at Yahoo.com. Uh, moving on to the second round. Round two. 
the second round, uh, a couple of things I'm going to touch on. First of all, we got a captain that abandoned ship. <laughs> and then word that came out today is that the government has shut down uh, New Zealand website that uh, did a lot of up uploading and hosting and stuff like that. Mega upload. So let's get into this first discussion with the... Uh, this sailor that um, abandoned ship from Italy is while Captain Francisco Chatino uh, hopped a lifeboat after the Costa Concordia hit a uh, rock off the Tuscany coast. And, um, you know, he bailed ship, um, basically left, you know, crew on board to man his duties and try to help you know evacuate people that were on the ship of course with um casualties ending up um i believe at this point i think it's 21 um that are dead and still many missing and uh this is wild because you know we always hear the term abandoned ship if something goes wrong and and then you always hear well the captain is the last one to go down with the ship the captain goes down with the ship and things like that. He didn't do that. And he would definitely pay for this. And rightfully so. But what's disturbing. Is the fact that you know there's stories to talking about. He was with a 25 year old. And they were eating dinner. And he was wanting this and wanting that. When all the chaos was ensued. Um, after he you know. Showboating and hit that rock. Um. I just I don't I don't understand. This is about as bad as this is about as bad as finding FAA employees asleep <laughs> while planes needing to land or something. Um, it's crazy. It, it, you know, it's just amazing just what goes on in this world and um, what these guys are doing when they have lives in their hands. That's like basically you know you got an airline pilot that loses control of the plane and says, "Oh well, um, gotta go." He basically opens the door and jumps out with a parachute or something. Um, this is nowhere similar to that situation, but that's basically what it is. I mean, you know, you you, you cause a, a very dangerous situation, and then you leave hundreds, if not, you know, even thousands. I'm not really sure how many were on the ship uh, to fend for themselves, and it just, it's not right. And, um, he'll definitely pay for that. Um, quick note, in Italy, you know, he will be tried and, and all that for, uh, for manslaughter. In the U.S., if he was, you know, a, U a U.S., um, captain of a ship, that might not be the case. Which is very interesting to me, because... They don't consider the captain that leaving the ship uh, seaman's manslaughter. Very interesting. But there's an honor code when it comes to these sailors. You know, especially in Italy. If a commander leaves before the passengers, he can be sentenced to jail for up to two years. And what's going to happen in this case is um, because he did jump ship and people have died... He can be sentenced to um, up to eight years in jail. But, you know, again, we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, in this day and age of 
you can get the, you know, high-profile lawyer or something to help bail you out, get you out of the situation, anything's possible, a la O.J. Simpson, a la Casey Anthony. But, um, this is crazy. I just, it's unbelief, really. And that just goes to show that you just never know. Never say never when it comes to any situation. You think you've seen it all? Nah, probably haven't. And with today's social media and so many news outlets, there's more stories that'll be broken than what is be draw dropping. So stay tuned for for this trial coming up along with everything else going on. But uh, moving forward to the next one, um, Mega Upload. You know, one of those file sharing sh- sites. You know, you upload a file and uh, you want to share it with your brother or sister or friend or something like that. Um, it's gotten shut down by the government, and uh, they're being charged, actually, five counts of um, basically offering copyrighted material without compensating the copyright holders, <laughs> which, not sure if that's really Mega Upload's fault, but if you can just imagine how much that goes through these servers... You know, people uploading movies and um, music CDs and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's something that, you know, the owner of this company, Mega Upload, should have probably, you know, maybe taken heed to what the government was trying to do in the first place. Because they're trying to censor the internet now as we speak. So, um, taking the initiative, let's say. Okay, there's too much activity going on that could probably get us in trouble here. We're going to have to monitor it, or we're going to have to come up with a pay service where we can actually pay the copyright holders of this certain material, um, royalties and things like that. And because that wasn't done, who's to say if they're going to even be able to beat this case? Because they're, they're fighting to get this thing back up, and um, I just don't know if it'll happen. But, you know, my main thing about all this is you're talking, there is, I mean, there's a lot, there's probably hundreds of these sites, you know, Rapid Share and, uh, what is it, you have um, Uploading.com or something. You have so many different types of these things that, I mean, you know, at some point you, you have to assume the government's going to target all of them and bring them down because, um, the the major movie studios is trying to crack down on bootlegging and and obviously the music industry has definitely been fighting this for a while because um, it really hurt their business um, outside of iTunes to uh, really profit off of um, supplying music online. So Mega Upload is just the first of many that will probably uh, get shut down here, whether we like it or not. They're going to start cracking down on piracy, and uh, Mega Upload is going to be the example here. And I love it. I love Mega Upload. That's like well, that's one of the best ones for me. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I do a little bit of uh, file sharing and things like that. And, uh, and sometimes it's not even copyrighted material. Sometimes I need to upload something to send it to somebody that I created because I'm a filmmaker, you know, as well. So I might I might, I might need to share a file with somebody. So, but. It is what it is, you know, one bad apple spoils it for the bunch, as they say, and, and I guess there's a lot of bad apples in this uh, this bunch here that actually got them shut down, so, 
there it is. We'll keep an eye on this one and see what happens. But coming up next, can she save the world? Stay tuned. Changes come to America. You lie. You're listening to the Three Rounds Podcast. So um, the lead-in from the last segment, I was saying, uh, you know, can this woman uh, save the world? And um, I don't mean in a way where we're talking about some kind of a big movement, but I will say this. I'm not one to, I guess, volunteer in the community and things like that, but Shamir Brown is, to me, someone who could definitely start a movement and probably get people to come on board and make changes in their lives that'll help their community. Um, especially when it comes to kids. There's nothing wrong with that and I really applaud that. So this third round is uh, basically an interview that I conducted with her. So with that being said, let's get right to it. So I'm sitting here with Shamir, and um, just got a few questions for her, and I appreciate your time this evening. And, thank uh, you, thank you. No problem. And I hear you do a lot of good work in the community, so tell me how you got started doing, uh, you know, community service type of, you know, events and things like that. Well, when I first moved to Roanoke, Virginia, I lived at Ferncliff Apartments, and I started about with the Easter egg hunt. Got a lot of parents together donating eggs and um, candy, um, also got in contact with K92, and they did the free ice cream, um, to tap, head start, they came out and did a little bit of enrollment, and, let me see who else was there, I believe it was, uh, Virginia, Extent, I think it's Virginia Cooperative Extension, and they came out and did nutrition, nuts, candy, stuff like that. Oh, okay, so you basically took a simple Easter egg hunt and made it to a full-blown event with, you know, radio station and everything coming out. Yes, yes. Okay, so um, from that, what did it lead to after doing that? After that, I started working with Girl Scouts, and I only did Ferncliff um, around in that area. And it was a um, single father, um single mothers, someone that doesn't have a lot of money. So I focus on girls that needed a, a role model, someone to look up to just just because they have a one-parent home. And it worked out pretty well. Oh, cool. I had 13 girls. Cool, cool, okay. So was there anything else that you worked on in uh, the past year or so? Okay, this past summer I worked on um, organizing a community day partnership with the rental office. Um, her name is Connie, but uh, we did uh, sandwiches, juices, and uh, we had face painting. Um, I had Freedom First Credit Unit come out and give out their free ice cream, and also I had um, TAPS Women's Resource Center to come out about domestic violence, and also I was doing a school supply drive, and I got help from Tabernacle Baptist Church that's right next door and some other local friends of mine in this area. And that went very well. It really stretched. I had a long line um, getting people, um, getting uh, school supplies. And that really made me feel good to help out the kids here. Okay, so 
Not only were the kids able to have fun, but they were able to leave with school supplies and stuff mm-hmm. uh, after they left. Well, good deal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And now you're saying Freedom First Credit Union? Is that what you said? Yes. They're doing the free ice cream truck. K92 is no longer doing it. Oh, okay. And, and what was the other group you said? Uh, TAP, the Women's Resource. Oh, TAP. And mm-hmm. that's Total Action Against Poverty. That's what the name of that? Yes. Oh, organization. Okay, yeah. And they really do help out uh, in the Roanoke Valley. Yes, they, they, I guess they made it talk to some women out here because they gave out a lot of flowers. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, so you really did a good thing. Yes, I did. Good I'm deal. very proud of myself. Good, good. <laughs> well, just keep up the good work and uh, there's nothing wrong with doing community service. No, nothing wrong. Everybody should do it. You Chip right. in, plant a flower. Uh, deliver a newspaper, ain't that? <laughs> if we had, and if we had just, I think, one million of you, <laughs> our world would be a lot safer. <laughs> but uh, I don't think that's going to happen. So yeah. we'll go ahead and keep you and work you about, you know, ten thousand hours a month or something, if that's possible. But uh, all right, moving forward, tell me what you have going on here in the near future. I know you're uh, working on something big. Go ahead, come on, tell me. <laughs> well, I've hooked up with Angels of Sicily, um, it's an animal shelter, and we're getting together to do a fundraiser um, to raise money for their um, organization, and I'm just going to cater for them. So. Okay, so it's a fundraiser type deal. Mm-hmm. So, uh, outside of doing these fundraisers, what, what motivates you to try to do more for the community? What, what keeps you going on that? What do you get out of it? I get joy, happiness, because um, I'm already a go-getter, so I want to see people happy, see kids smile, and say, yeah, Shamir helped me do this. That really feels good. So basically, when you see um, other people happy and they're smiling, that definitely makes you feel good inside. It makes you want to keep doing more community service and charity work. Yes, of course. Um, my event that I did for the rescue mission, I went around collecting hats and gloves and scarves, gift cards like Hardy's McDonald's, and I got my church involved, and I also got the owners of the Salem Taxi Company involved too, so that was a good turnout for this Christmas. Oh, okay. This is for the rescue mission. Rescue mission. So that, um, that just helped, I guess, obviously, people that were um, homeless and things like that, that mm-hmm. I guess depend on the rescue mission you mission for their help. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, cool. So anything else outside of the Angels of Assisi uh, event, or is that basically it for right um, now? In the future, we're going to have a community Easter egg hunt at Oak Park Apartments. <laughs> <laughs> I just love doing Easter egg hunts. <laughs> it starts with Easter egg hunt. It is with Easter egg hunt, huh? Yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, so... Um, Outside of being a, a mother and a, a wife and a, a basically a, a leader in the community as far as uh, doing charity work and stuff, uh, I think I heard you going for a degree and, and you're trying to be a cook or something? Executive chef. Executive chef. Yes, indeed. Okay. So how long we got before we uh, see you out in, on the Food Network or something? Another year and a half until Another I graduate. Year and a half. Wow. But more, yeah, but like I said, I'm already getting gigs already. Already getting gigs. Look at that. Yeah. Coming to a restaurant near you. <laughs> Definitely. So is there anything you want to tell uh, maybe uh, single mothers out there or anybody that, you know, kind of needs a little motivation? Anything you want to say to them? 
Right there. Um, single mothers, keep your head up. It's not all about having a man. Go out there, get your education. Get off the system and do you, basically. And there it is. You heard her. Get up off that couch and do you. All right, Shamir. Well, I appreciate your time this evening and uh, definitely look forward to talking to you soon, okay? Thank you. Have All a good right. evening. All right. Really hope y'all enjoyed that interview with Shamir Brown. Um, you know, it definitely inspires me to go out and try to do a little bit more for my community. So, uh, you know, hey, uh, to each his own. Uh, I'm not really a big guy on recycling and things like that, but if it'll help save some trees or uh, keep our environment a little bit cleaner, you know, something you might want to think about. Um, a couple of side notes before I get up out of here. Um, so I signed up for Twitter, um, and the results for me are just not good. You know, the last podcast I was talking about the social media and how um, I just really felt like it has its advantages and disadvantages and things like that. And maybe it's just because I'm not, you know, it's all new to me. And uh, as far as Twitter anyway, Facebook and all, you know, MySpace and whatever, that's old. But uh, this Twitter thing is really weird. You have to, uh, you know, find, I guess, the the group of people you're trying to, I guess, network with and and, and stuff like that. And then you have to suggest friends and retweet and do certain things in order to build up your uh followers and things like that so um i don't know this is a little too much for me i mean you know that's, that's i don't have i don't have all day to just sit in front of a computer retweeting and doing this and doing that and even though i have an app on my phone i still think that's a little excessive so uh, i haven't deleted the account yet um which, by the way, is uh, the director twenty five, capital T H A director twenty five. That's uh, my little Twitter, I guess Twitter Twitter handle per se. And and then Facebook. I've been really thinking about the whole Facebook thing, and I'm really kind of debating whether I want to keep that. I mean, I will obviously, but it's just weird because. You know, it's a good thing for finding friends and family and stuff like that. But I really don't see how to benefit on the networking side to, I guess, build a business. Um, unless you're really established and well-known. And the same goes for Twitter as well. So, um, who knows? That's just a little side note on that from the last discussion I had on the last podcast about the social media and things like that. It's good to get, you know, it's good for getting, like, news out there really quick and uh, stuff like that, but anything else I really don't know. Uh, another side note is um, by the time this uh, podcast is published and out there, um, we should know who's in the Super Bowl. Uh, this weekend it's going to be the Giants and the 49ers and the Patriots versus uh, the Ravens. My prediction will be I will say probably a rematch of the 2007 Super Bowl with the Patriots and the Giants. I mean, Baltimore, they're, they're known more for their defense than anything. I'm just not sure if their offense can keep up with Tom Brady and that armor his. He has so many different weapons with the the Gronkowskis and Hernandez and, and the Wes Welker, you know. He has many different um, directions he can throw the ball. And uh, once he puts points up on the board, it's going to be hard for him to keep up. 
So we'll see what happens there. As far as the Giants and 49ers game, that's going to be a really good game, both on the defensive side and on offense, which the Giants have Eli Manning, so that should be more of an advantage for them. But you just never know because um, when the 49ers knocked off the Saints, that really changed my opinion a lot. So we'll see what happens on that one as well. But my prediction is going to be uh, rematch Patriots-Giants in the Super Bowl. So there you have it. And I want to thank uh, Red Dread and uh, Shamir Brown for being a special guest on my show this week. And thank you all for listening. Like I say, once again, you can interact with me at ptlentertainment at yahoo.com. That's it for me. My name's Tony Lee. And um, until next time, be safe, keep busy, let's stay productive, people. Peace.